You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. What I'm doing in today's show is looking at some players in the G League who've been putting up some pretty good numbers, just names to keep an eye on in case their situations change over the course of the season and they get a call up, whether they're on good teams or bad teams. They are names to watch just because of their production Michael Bolton let's get to it to it let's get to it indeed let's start with Juwan Morgan a 6-7 wing who is in the Utah Jazz system he is leading the entirety of the uh, G League in PIPM this season uh, all-in-one metric averaging 16 points per game this season but Two steals, almost two blocks with eight rebounds, shooting an extraordinary 74% on twos and 41% on threes. Now, of course, this Jazz team has guys like Ingles, like Bogdanovich, playing at the the three and the four and the two, however you want to phrase that. Royce O'Neal in that mix as well. But anything can happen. Guys can get bought out from other teams and then players have to be waived and other guys have to come in. We could get a rash of injuries, and Ingles and Bogdanovich both go down at the same time, and Morgan's pushed into a a 20-minute-a-night role. He's just a name to keep an eye on because of how good these numbers have been for him. A box plus minus of 12.1 is absolutely astronomical. A true shooting of 76%, a PER of over 30 in his 12 games for the Salt Lake Stars. Juwan Morgan putting up some really, really big numbers, and they look fantasy-friendly as well if that opportunity does somehow come his way. This one here has a lot more chance of coming uh, to fruition, and that is Kenny Wooten of the um, uh, Westchester Knicks, of the New York Knicks. They've just recently signed him. Now, they, they aren't playing him at this point, but we all know that Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, maybe they're going to be bought out or you know, minimized in the rotation. The coach seems to hate Mitch Robinson. Wooten is averaging an astonishing 3.6 blocks in his 26 games in only 24 minutes a night. He's shooting 66, 66% from the field. Now, he has some of the similar limitations as Robinson in terms of not doing much else and being a poor free throw shooter, but another guy that's really high up in PIPM and a real opportunity could be coming Wooten's way as that block streamer who could come in, play 20 minutes and get two blocks a night at the back end of your season. He's at least a name that you have to pay attention to. Devontae Kachok of the uh, of the South Bay Lakers is putting up some really big numbers. Now, the Lakers obviously have Anthony Davis, they have JaVale McGee, they have Dwight Howard. But we always hear the Lakers as a team that is someone who is always in the market for a buyout player. If players need to get bought out, players can get waived, and Kachok could be one of those guys that's on the chopping block as they look to rotate through 10-day contracts or two-way guys. Kachok could find himself on a roster. He played pretty well in summer league as well. Yeah, on a last 10 days of the season somewhere to pr- provide good value. Averaging 12, uh, 12 boards, 19 points, shooting 68% from the field. Now, he's not doing too much else there. He's not a good shot blocker. The assists are low. He doesn't hit threes, but he's got a pretty strong PIPM. He's a, a really like a... Um, a Montrezzi Harrell sort of type of guy, uh, a bloke who's a good points and rebounds guy who struggles in some of those other areas. But we know in limited minutes, those sort of higher usage, big rebounding sort of players can have a lot of fantasy utility. And Kachok is just a name, again, to pay attention to. 
Chemezi Metu also putting up some pretty good numbers for the San Antonio Spurs and the Austin Spurs. He's averaging almost 17 points and eight and a half boards. Almost two blocks with 1.4 steals, shooting 60% from the field. He's also banging in 40% of his triples on almost two attempts per game. Box score plus minus of 4.1, taking big, big steps forward this year. PR of 25, a true shooting of 63%. Now, of course, the Spurs have LaMarcus Aldridge. There's Jakob Pertl in that front court as well. But aside from those guys, there's not really much happening there. And you could see a scenario where Rudy Gay gets hurt. Aldridge gets hurt. We see Metu come in who can play the four and the five and his ability to rack up those defensive stats, which he did showed a little bit of at USC as well. His scoring has been okay. At least someone for a Spurs team who might be able to out of the playoffs when we come to the back end of March, start of April. Metu's a guy that I do think that they want to get in as a rotation guy at some point in the next couple of seasons and he might get a little bit of a, an opportunity here. Naz Reed. Everyone's going to want to hear about Naz Reed because Carl Anthony Towns is out with a wrist injury, and he's going to miss games after the All-Star break. Reed has been the backup uh, center there, ahead of the wizard Amari Spellman, and he is averaging in his 16 games for the Iowa Wolves, 18 and 10, with two blocks and one and a half steals. Massively strong numbers, great box score plus minus stuff, strong PR, good true shooting. Defensively, he does struggle, but he's not afraid of taking shots. We know that. Uh, his usage rate is at 24%, and when if Towns is out... Someone else has to take the shots. Now, Russell's going to take those shots. We're going to see Beasley take those shots as well. But there is an opportunity here for Reed. And out of all these guys, if there's anyone I'm adding at the moment, it is Naz, just with the uh, the situation with Towns. Uh, they'll probably start James Johnson at center. But if Reed gets 22 to 23 minutes, he can be a fantasy-relevant guy already. And uh, you know, more stuff still to come on a bad team. Another Utah Jazz guy, I have to mention him because he's been doing so well in the G League, and that is Rajon Tucker, who's seen some action in the NBA, but averaging 24 points in the G League on 39% three-point shooting, three assists per game as well. Uh, Really, really strong offensive producer, and we've even seen it when he's played in the NBA that he does have an ability to get those shots off. Now, with Jordan Clarkson filling that role, there's not much there for Tucker, but if something was to happen to Clarkson and to Conley, I don't think the Jazz would have any hesitation in putting Tucker into the regular rotation. And deeper leagues, there is something at least to see there with him, a guy that has really stood out at G League level, and uh, they waived Jeff Green to get this guy onto their roster. Caleb Martin of the Greensboro Swarm. He's been in the rotation for the Charlotte Hornets of late. He's averaging 21 points a game in the G League, which is not what you really associate Martin with. He's doing it by shooting 36% from three on almost seven attempts per game, six rebounds, four assists, 1.6 steals, almost a block a game, a real fantasy mixed bag right across the board. And with the Hornets seemingly not interested in Dwayne Bacon, Nick Batum's out of the rotation. If guys like Graham or Rogier start getting hurt, if his brother Cody Martin isn't there, there is an opportunity here for someone like Caleb Martin to carve out a role and show that he can produce in multiple statistical categories like we've seen from him so far across the G League season. The next guy we take a look at is Jared Harper of the Phoenix Suns. The Suns aren't likely to make the playoffs. So Harper with Rick Rubio ahead of him and then a bunch of guys like Jalen LeCue, Ali Okobo, Javon Carter, Ty Jerome, who have all had significant injury problems this season. There is an opportunity here for Harper who's averaging 21-5 and across the 30 games he's played for the Northern Arizona Suns so far this season. He's banging in almost three triples a game on 36% shooting, which is really strong. The, the 1.2 steals is good as well. We've seen multiple point guards come in from Phoenix at times at the end of the season and put up some decent numbers. And yes, they do have quite a few other guys playing that position, which could hamper Harper's ability overall. But there is 
Uh, there is a whole bunch of, of is, is a bunch of talent in what we've seen from him so far that I don't think the Suns will be completely against at least seeing what he can do because they're not sold on a Kobo or Carter or Jerome or any of these guys just at this point. So Harper could come in and uh, be one of those you know tank commanders down the stretch end of the season and a guy that can absolutely put up shots. We've seen that from him in the G League. Uh, usage of, where is his usage? Uh, 31% with an assist rate of 31%. So really a uh, mini Trey Young sort of a role, just dominating the ball and doing everything for that Northern Arizona team. The last guy I want to talk about is in Detroit. It's another point guard. It is the boner. Jordan Bone, who in his 24 games for the Grand Rapids, uh, uh, Grand Rapids, I can't remember the name of their, their team. Let's have a look. What's their team? The Grand Rapid Rise, maybe? I don't actually remember what their team name is. I completely uh, blank. The Grand Rapids Drive. That's that's it. What am I talking about? Uh, 18 points per game, seven assists per game, 41% three-point shooting on two and a half threes a game. Really good stuff from Bone, who's looked okay in his uh, audition so far. Now, we know Luke Kennard's out. Luke Kennard might not come back with his knee injury. We just don't know at this uh, at this stage. There is Derek Rose, hardly a beacon of health. Reggie Jackson, where the buyout whispers have already started. Svima Kaluk, not a point guard. Who thinks it's outrageous that Bone could play 25 minutes a night in, uh, in April for this uh, Pistons team, who really isn't going anywhere? And he was a second-round pick who has started to show some signs in his little uh, moments in the NBA and put up some really strong numbers. Uh, at the G League level. Now, defensively, he struggled a lot in the G League, but there is still some value in him there with that ability to score, but more importantly, that ability to generate assists at a pretty strong level. All right, so there are nine guys in the G League. Just to keep an eye on, you know, the chances of them actually having too much of an impact in fantasy is pretty low, but it's a good idea to have an eye on these names. And just for the future, guys like, especially like Wooten, like Metu, I think, as well, and, and even someone like Bone or uh, or Rajon Tucker, guys who I think can be options in future seasons to come. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Leave a comment down below, give it a thumbs up, and a five-star rating or review. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.